You're listening to Off the Record on KBVR Corvallis. Welcome back. I am DJ Florite, and today I'm excited to be joined by Betty of Velvet Vision. Hello. (laughs) So let's talk about your debut album, Together, that you released at the end of June. How long did you spend working on this record? I think I started... Well, it's kind of hard to say because some of the songs, well, there's one song for sure that actually came out of another project that I was working on in like 2018 and is technically like a cover of another band that I was in. But the first song that I knew was intentionally going to be on this album, I started in like fall of 2021. So yeah, that was comfortable is like the oldest song that I have on the album. Was there a track that you struggled to finish or one that came together super quickly? Yeah, definitely both things. Swimming was really hard for me to finish. And I still even feel like the version that I put out on the album is like not done. Like, I don't know what would make it be more done, but I eventually was like, it has to come out. And I think of you often came together really, really quickly, which is kind of cool because it's one of my favorite songs on the album. So yeah, sometimes it happens that way and it's nice. Yeah. Can you talk about your inspirations for this album? Like what's it about? Oh, sure. It's kind of all over the place. Like I didn't even come up with the name together until the album was like basically done. And actually the track together I wrote after I had named the album. Uh, But for the most part, like living in Santa Fe, I found this really nice music community and I just feel like I've been so like supported and held by it. And Velvet Vision definitely like wouldn't exist without all the people that I've met here. So that's like the name of the album definitely came from that. The songs are all kind of about different aspects of my life. There's definitely some like romantic threads that come through just kind of random tidbits about my life. Yeah, there's a song about like getting comfortable comfortable with life in Santa Fe. The song where I scream about wanting to quit my job is about that. (laughs) (laughs) Swimming is about a good friend of mine. Trespasser is about my childhood home. It's really like all over the place. It's just every little bit of your life. For the most part. Yeah. Is there a good local music scene in New Mexico where you are? Yeah. So Santa Fe has a population, I think it's close to like 85,000 if not a little more than that. So it's not like a huge city, but there's like a really strong DIY music scene, which is really nice. Um, I'm part of a collective in Santa Fe that has a lot of musicians in it. And yeah, I feel like it's small, but mighty. Like when I visited New Mexico before I actually moved here, I remember that was like one of the most important things for me was if there was a good music scene. And uh I feel like I was pleasantly surprised after I moved here. That's good. Yeah. I always wanted to move to New Mexico when I was younger because I did a state project on it. (laughs) Oh, cool. Yeah, I honestly had never... I mean, I didn't really think about New Mexico all that much when I was growing up. I'm from Minnesota originally. And uh, I passed through on a road trip on my way to move out to California for a little while. And I ended up wanting to come back. But one of my best friends, and um, she's also in another band that I play in. She's from Portland, which I know 
nice it's not where you are yeah no that's where i'm from though (laughs) yeah (laughs) the school's a little bit in the middle of nowhere it's a very small town but i grew up in portland oh okay cool yeah what other artists inspire your work I really feel like I should prepare for this question because it comes up like every time. And whenever I'm asked, I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of all over the place. I feel like there are just bits and pieces from songs that I really like or artists that resonate where I'm like, oh, like if I'm listening to this song, there's this part where I can feel it gets like a lot catchier. And I'm trying to like dissect what they're doing in the song that like, makes it have that effect like are the drums going double time or are they like adding a new vocal harmony so it's like a lot of stuff like that where it's not a particular artist all the time but it'll just be like little moments that happen in songs that I really like outside of that I mean a lot of my favorite artists I'm sure would inspire my music in some way but growing up I listened to a lot of uh, Animal Collective, Broken Social Scene, Daft Punk which I'm sure you can hear like I don't know, some of that influence. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a lot of just like random moments and less like, oh, I wanted to make songs that sounded a lot like the songs that Animal Collective was making or something. Yeah, of course. You wanted to sound like your own style. Yeah. But I did listen to a lot of like, like electro pop and like electronic leaning music when I was growing up. So I definitely wanted that to be a component of the music I was making. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying about the song thing too. Like, oh, what is it that I like about this song? Like, I have a playlist of songs that I'm obsessed with, but like, I don't know why. Totally. I'm like, these are so good, but I can't explain what makes it so amazing. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, when that stuff happens, I'm like, is it like a chord progression? Like, are they switching a key in a weird way that like scratches a part of my brain really nicely or? Yeah. Because it's never like they never sound the same. So I'm like, why am I so weirdly obsessed with these songs and I can't stop listening to them? Yeah, totally. Yeah, you get it. (laughs) (laughs) When do you write best? Like early in the morning, middle of the night, right after you wake up from a nap? I would say usually when I'm working on music, it's like evenings. I can't think of the last time I was working on music in the morning. I think usually because I'm like working during the day and like on the weekends, I just moved into the place I'm living right now and now I have laundry, but it used to be like during the week I was at work and then weekends I was like, oh, I want to get up early and like go to the laundromat. Not that that takes all weekend, but like that was like my morning weekend activity. Yeah. That's a whole trip. Yeah. It takes so long. So yeah, usually in the evenings or if I'm like doing something in the middle of the day and I get like weirdly inspired I will admittedly, I work from home. So sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to finish this work task later tonight. And I have to get this song out right now. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to do it while it's fresh on your mind. Yeah. Otherwise it goes away. (laughs) No, I understand that. If I have a thought, I need to write it down. Otherwise it's gone forever. Yeah, totally. (laughs) How did you come to find your sound? That's another really good question. I mentioned earlier, I really like electronic music and electronic leaning sounds. And I knew that that was something that I wanted as a component of my music. And I started off when I was doing stuff solo, I was using a lot of loop pedals. I knew that I wanted to get a synthesizer just because, yeah, I like the synthesizer sound. Like I wanted electronics. So I got my first synthesizer 
And I was doing a lot of stuff with that. And I had a really good friend who I used to work with at a restaurant in Minneapolis and he now works for a synth factory. And so I feel like I went to a lot to him with a lot of questions I had about like electronic music and synthesizers and just like a bunch of stuff that I had like knew nothing about. I started making music sort of late and there were a lot of things that I just, now I'm like, God, that's such common knowledge. I can't believe I ever didn't know that stuff, but I would go to my musical friends with like really dumb questions about like specific noises that I wanted to make or like processes that I wanted to figure out. And eventually I sort of stumbled into making the music that I do now, which I produce all in Ableton. And yeah, for the most part, it's layering vocals in a way that I would have done using a loop pedal, but it's a little more sophisticated and using still this one synthesizer that I bought. And then I have an SP404 sampler that I'll use to sort of like build tracks and then like transfer that over to Ableton to like make something more refined. I don't know if that really answered your question. (laughs) No, I love that you're given all the technical things you use. It's perfect. It's fun. I like to just like finding new things and like trying new processes. Like my mom growing up used to always gift me like random instruments she would buy at garage sales. So right now I have like tons of random instruments and like random tools that I like don't have a super concrete use for, but like I'll try and challenge myself to like add them into tracks just for fun. (laughs) What kind of stuff do you have? Actually, the song Good on my album was originally supposed to be one of those tracks where I was like, I'm going to use all the stuff that I never use. So I have a melodica from my mom, a kalimba that I don't think made the cut. Um, I have a couple guitars, which I don't play that much on the albums anymore. Um, I have sitting here this cool tape machine that a friend made. He was Whoa. Him for my friend. Yeah, I know that we're in an audio format. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, but basically you can put like any cassette tape in here and then like these knobs change the speed and you can use the buttons to like play back the tape at whatever speed you set the knob to. Yeah. So yeah, just like little ways that I can like sample new sounds and yeah, I feel like I get a lot of cool results. Like good, I was really happy with, even though I don't think it sounds that weird. And then Garden Apartment, which is another single that I released. A lot of the percussion percussion tracks on that are just like samples that I took in like the thick of the pandemic of like my housemates, like grinding pepper and I don't know, doing stupid stuff around our house. (laughs) No, I love that. I love when people use like unique or like boring, boring sounds and make them more unique. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, It keeps it interesting for sure. Yeah. So how did you come up with your stage name? What does Velvet Vision mean? I don't totally remember why I clung to it. I was kind of just trying to think of something that sounded cool and like kind of fit with the kind of music I was making. I don't know if if it does because now it's like I have the name and I know I associate it with my own music. But yeah, I was just thinking of words that sounded nice together that like could potentially be an electronic dreamy project. And then as I was coming up with names, I was searching them to see if anybody had taken them already. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. 
I did learn actually though, that after I chose the name Velvet Vision, the nail polish line OPI came out with a line of nail polish called Velvet Vision. So now whenever I Google myself, which obviously I do like every day, um, (laughs) God, I hope that came across as a joke over the radio, but, um, uh, yeah, whenever I Google Velvet Vision now, it's all like nail polish. So that's cool. That's funny. You'll have to make a song about nail polish now. Totally. Yeah. I'm like, sponsor me. Please. Yeah. Get, get them to sponsor you. What has your experience as an independent artist been like? Did you find it more challenging to self-release this album? I don't totally know if it, well, I mean, I'm sure it was more challenging. I mean, I've never been on a label before, so I don't know. <laughs> The one thing that I do really like about being an independent artist is that I have like complete control over everything. And that's really fun. Like I, and that's another thing too, about being a solo project, like all of the music I had complete control. I got to decide who like mixed and mastered the album art was all me. Like who I reached out to publicity wise was all me. So in that respect, it's nice. Obviously like with a label, there's, I mean, what I would assume looking at people who are on labels that it's easier to get opportunities and like you have, you know, the label sort of backing you and adding some like weight to your name as an artist. It feels like there's a lot more hustling that has to be done when you're completely self-released, but also being self-released in that hustle, it feels like really rewarding. Like I saw, like when I charted on the NACC charts, which was very exciting. I've never charted before. I was like counting the number of people who had self-released by their name. And I was like, oh my God, there's only seven. Wow. That's so exciting. Yeah. And then you could be like, I did that all by myself. Yeah. Number 168 for one week, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Top 200. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. What was the first instrument you played? I grew up playing the violin, actually. And I started playing the violin when I was 11. But my mom also is a piano teacher. So she taught piano lessons out of my house from when I was like really little. But I'm not really like a great keys player. And then my dad also plays guitar. They were like in bands together and like they're both musical people. So I don't know, kind of piano and guitar, but I never got really good at either of those instruments. But violin is probably like my best instrument, which isn't saying much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would imagine violin is really hard to learn. It is hard, but um, I don't play it so much anymore. Maybe maybe there'll be violin feature in a future record. Well, it's funny you say that because I have played violin on a few tracks on the album. It's like nice to have that in my back pocket when I want to add some strings. But yeah, probably no like big solos. (laughs) No (laughs) violin solo. For sure not. (laughs) Can you describe your favorite venue to perform at? Like, are you thinking a specific venue or am I just like giving you characteristics of what my ideal venue to perform at would be? Oh, I was thinking the first one, but either is good. Oh, Okay. I feel like there's a few venues that I've really enjoyed performing at, like for different reasons. And maybe if they all, if all of their powers could combine, they could make like a super venue that I would really love. There's a DIY venue in Santa Fe that I love performing at because it's really like 
relaxed and um, flexible. And also I'm a member of the, I'm a member of the DIY collective. So it's, it just feels like a lot of like friends come out and it's like great camaraderie. And I love that about that space. Also the seventh street entry in Minneapolis, I've performed at once and I love performing there kind of like these mid-sized venues. Um, similar to that, there is one in Portland, Maine called Sun Tiki Lounge that I really enjoyed. And sort of in that same vein, the Cactus Club in Milwaukee is really cool. Yeah, I guess the one thing that all of these have in common is that they're kind of just like no frills, just like black boxes, like not super well lit in terms of like natural light, just really simple, like there's a bar, there's the venue, you're in like a black box. And I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Do they have like cool artificial lighting in there? Uh, Yeah, they all have like cool lighting options. It's been a while since I've played at any of those. So I can't remember what the setup exactly was. Cactus Club, from what I remember, had like some cool like cloud decor. So I guess it wasn't entirely black box, but it felt like still kind of like dark, just like the purpose of this space is like to be a venue. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually one thing in Santa Fe that I've talked to a lot of other musicians about that is maybe a little lacking. Like there's a lot of bars and restaurants that are also venues and there's a lot of like sort of larger venues, but there's not just like venues, like this is it. So yeah. (laughs) Come to Portland then. (laughs) Yeah. You got a lot of black box venues over there. I don't, I don't know. I, since I grew up there, like I was a child and you know, if they're like 21 plus. Oh yeah. So I haven't like been sense. to a lot of them, but I know there's yeah. a lot. I've heard, I've heard good things about the Portland music scene. And also I feel like when I was living in Minneapolis, a lot of people would draw comparisons between Portland and Minneapolis. Oh, interesting. Maybe I need to go to Minneapolis. Yeah, maybe. I feel like it's, it's got the same sort of like hipster reputation. Mm-hmm. There's like a good music scene. There's a lot of good food. There's good biking. I know a lot of people left Minneapolis to go to Portland. Interesting. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll do the opposite. <laughs> Check it out. It's cool. What's your favorite thing about performing live? I really like it when people dance. That's really fun and like get into it and I can like sort of play off people. I also think performing live is like a really good way that I can just like express myself, which sounds sort of cliche, but I have a lot of social anxiety. Sometimes if I get into this like really like good sweet spot of performing where I'm like really into it, then I'm able to sort of like, I don't know, shut out the world and just like really emotionally into it to the point where like, if I'm singing a song that I know is about like a sad subject, it's like, I get so overcome with emotion that I will like tear up which feels really vulnerable, but at the same time, it's just like a really cool thing that can happen. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any pre-show rituals? This isn't like a formal ritual, but basically like freaking out to all of my friends and telling them that I feel like I'm going to throw up because I'm so nervous. That's one of my (laughs) pre-show rituals. Yeah, weirdly that like hasn't gone away no matter like what event I'm playing. It, It could be like a someone's garage sale or like a bigger show that like feels like it has a lot more weight and somehow I'll find a way to justify the fact that I'm so nervous. That's so real. 
Yeah. Do you like have anything that you do to like help with like stage fright and nerves or you just go perform? I think I just have to do it. Yeah. A lot of times, well, the last time I performed and I was really nervous, I was noticing that I was pacing a lot, which was really helping. And then one person was talking to me and they were like, you can just walk in place. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but it's not having the same effect. I need to just like weirdly pace around this room. (laughs) So yeah, pacing, I guess. Yeah. Otherwise, not really anything to control nerves, unfortunately. I'll figure it out, though. If you hold ice or like something cold in your hands, it like shocks your nervous system. Also, eating something sour, like if you have like sour candy on you. That's very good to know. I did not know that. I had this funny conversation with my mom too, because like she was a performer in the eighties and you know, Mm -hmm. when I was growing up, she was singing a lot of like weddings and funerals and whatever. And I was asking her like how she got over stage fright. Cause she also comes off to me as a pretty like nervous person. And I thought she was going to have like some really good tip. And then she was like, yeah, there was this day that I just had this friend and he gave me a cassette tape and it was like, a subliminal message cassette tape for like building your confidence. (laughs) And she was like, I just went for a walk and listened to it. And it basically like cured my stage fright. I was like, this is like very cool for you, but also like the least helpful thing. Yeah. You're like, that is not what I wanted out of this conversation. I was like, at the very least, do you even know what it was called? And she was like, no, not really. Like it was in the eighties. So can I have the tape, please? Yeah, (laughs) maybe it will work, but probably not. What's your favorite song to perform? It definitely changes. Right now, I really like performing I Think of You often because I get really into it and I feel like it just feels like it comes from such a deep place and like screaming those lyrics feels really nice. (laughs) Springtime Buzz is really fun because it's like dancey and fun. And I like listening to it as much as I like performing it. And then quit. I really like performing because everyone, when I perform it, so that one I've actually been performing out for almost like a full year and people get so into it. And even people who like, haven't heard it before. I mean, within one round of the chorus, they like get the idea and then they all scream it along too. Yeah, actually, after one of the first times I performed it, like I played a show in Santa Fe a few weeks later and someone came up to me and was like, are you going to play that like song about quitting your job? So, yeah, right now that's like the closer for all of my shows and people like lose their minds over it, which is so fun. That's so cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) That's probably really fun to see on both sides, like in the audience and from the stage. Yeah, definitely. What is your favorite form of potato? Ooh, whoa. I actually really love this question. I like half browns. Good answer. Like when they're all shredded or when it's like the Trader Joe's? Oh, definitely shredded. Like all shredded and like kind of golden brown crispy. And I usually order them with cheese. Ooh, like shredded Mm -hmm. cheese on top? Yeah, shredded cheese on top. And it's like nice when it's a little like when the cheese is also sort of golden brown that sounds good it's excellent every once in a while you go to like subpar breakfast place and they'll put like a craft single on top of the hash browns and that is really disappointing but if they do it right it's good yeah that i would be like what is this 
(laughs) Are you an over or underpacker? I am probably an overpacker. Me as well. Yeah. Especially when I'm driving somewhere and I'm like, oh, I have all this car space. Right. I feel like it's worse when you're going somewhere by car instead of like plane or, you know, you only get one suitcase because you're like, oh, well, I can take three different small bags and then also throw some stuff around on the floor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely have a tendency to do that in a car. (laughs) (laughs) What hobbies do you have outside of music? Uh, outside of music, I really like to run. Um, I'm not a super good runner, but I try still. I ran a marathon one time like six years ago and I won't shut up about that because I'm never doing it again. (laughs) Uh, outside of that, what do I do? Honestly, I'm coming off of this like really intense stint of playing a ton of shows with Velvet Vision and then the other band that I play in the Little Tulips. It's been like really the past year of like going really hard playing shows and like working on this album. And it's sort of been consuming like a lot of my brain space where like outside of that, most of my time has just been spent like, I don't know, hanging out with friends and like really not doing anything of like much substance. So now I'm just reaching this point now that the album is done being released and I don't have shows. Like I I'm taking a little break from playing shows for fall and winter that I'm, I think about to discover what my other hobbies are. <laughs> Find some so. new interests. Yeah. All right. The dreaded question. Do you have a favorite movie or TV show? Oh, Wow, you did go there. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. No, that's okay. So favorite TV show, I don't know if this is even necessarily my favorite, but I watch a lot of Broad City. Oh, I love that show. I also love it. I was actually watching it right before the school. <laughs> yeah, it's just like one of those comfort shows. I don't know. Is it my favorite show? I don't know, but I love that show. I also feel like it has a weird like level of pre-pandemic nostalgia where like it doesn't feel like the world has gotten quite back to like the the place that they're in in that show yeah um and it feels kind of nice to like see that version of the world and favorite movie I have no idea but for some reason for years when people have asked me this question the one movie that I can think of is the Goonies which I do love that's a great answer let's go with that I guess okay no, that's a, that's a, those are two great answers. What, what is your favorite show? Oh, Can I no. Show, probably New Girl. Oh, I actually haven't watched New Girl. Oh, really? You should. It's, I'm rewatching it right now. I've seen it a couple times. Oh, okay. It's just so I do easy to watch. And it's so fun. Okay. I like easy to watch. Also, Prince was on New Girl and yeah. from Minnesota. Love him. Yeah, there was a special Prince episode. That one's good. I think that one's a little deeper. You have to watch a few seasons first before you get to that one. Okay. But, yeah. And movie... Gosh, see, I hate this question, too. I don't even know why I asked you this. (laughs) See, I'm literally going to pull up the list on my phone that I have. My favorite movie... I don't know why I didn't think of this immediately. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, that's a good pick. 
I feel like I should revisit that movie. Yeah, it's a good one. What music have you been listening to lately? Ooh, you know what? I'm going to go to Spotify. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I have one easy answer and it has been a lot of Devo because I recently played in a Devo cover band. So I was listening to a ton of Devo to practice for that. And I love Devo. I've also been listening to just a lot of like pop music, which there was a time in my life where that would have like embarrassed me. But there's just a lot of good pop music out there. There really is. Yeah. I've got also this like songs I love playlist that just has like, it's just a spread of like all the music that I really like. And it there's like some Lou Reed, the replacements, Broken Social Scene, Talking Heads, Prince, SZA, Frank Ocean I love, uh, Mira. Oh, my friends were in a band actually before I moved to Santa Fe, but I like recently got turned on to them called Microdoser and they are so good. It's really fun when you like find or like hear a friend's music and you genuinely like really like it. And it's not just like, oh, because they're my friends, but like they're so good. I'll have to check them out. Yeah, I I highly recommend, even though they're not together anymore as a band. They're good. What's a weird food affinity that you have? I don't know if this is really that weird, but I well, there's actually two things that I'm pretty enthusiastic about. One of them is Quiznos subs which you can't find like anywhere. And it is heartbreaking. I don't even think there's a Quiznos in New Mexico. Yeah. Um, All the Quiznos that existed when I was a kid are gone now. It's so sad. They're so superior to all the other fast food sub shops. Yeah. I actually, sorry, this is another diversion. I went on tour with two of my friends who I play in this band with. And it was like the three of us each had our own weird little like tour thing that we like forced the entire tour to stop for if we came across them. And mine was Quiznos. My friend was Orange Julius and my other friend was Dutch Bros. It was like those were the three like non-negotiable stops that we sometimes had to make. Do you guys not have Dutch Bros? We didn't have one in Santa Fe for a long time. A Dutch Bros like just opened here within the last couple of months. I don't think there's an Orange Julius here. Yeah, I guess I think Dutch is more just like a West Coast thing. I had never even heard of it before we went on tour because it definitely isn't a Midwest thing. Yeah. And then the other thing outside of Quiznos is extra toasty Cheez-Its. I don't know if I've had those ones. I don't even care about Cheez-Its like that much. Mm -hmm. But these are just like so good in a way that I can't describe. Okay. Toasty Cheez-Its. Extra toasty. Like specifically, they're they're the best ones. What is your coolest tattoo? What is my coolest tattoo? I don't know. They're all special and dumb in different ways. But I guess right now, this one, which is a tulip for my other band. Also, we're on radio, so nobody can see it. Um, <laughs> it's a tulip that my friend drew for our band, The Little Tulips. And um, she also tattooed it onto me while we were on tour. And so that was very special. I don't know if that makes it my coolest tattoo. I actually like, it's kind of funny because it's like this for those listening. (laughs) It kind of looks like a little kid drew it, but it's right next to this like really beautiful like bouquet of flowers that I got done professionally. And I think the two of them next to each other is really funny. Fun. 
<laughs> okay, this is another super weird final question. If you were shrunk to the size of a pencil and put in a blender, how would you get out? Okay, well, if I'm the size of a pencil, I can probably reach the edge of the blender. <laughs> so maybe just like jump up and pull myself out. Or I mean, if the blade is in there, I feel like I could climb up the blade like a little ladder. And if not any of those things, then whoever is using the blender is going to see me in there. And if I'm in their house, we're probably friends. So they're going to get me out. (laughs) They're going to save you. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can listeners find your music and social media? My music is on all streaming platforms. It's also on Bandcamp, which I know is its own streaming platform. But if you want to download the songs, you can get them on Bandcamp. I also have tapes for sale on Bandcamp. And my social media, I'm on Instagram at... Actually, Instagram and TikTok. I don't know if I want to direct people to my TikTok because it's kind of embarrassing. But it is underscore underscore velvet dot vision. And that's it. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. That was Velvet Vision off the record. We'll see you next time.